So what about Code Red Rebels? What about the certified coaches and the leaders that leave Code Red who know, they know that they know that they know they mastered the program. They lost their weight with no problem. They lost a tremendous amount of weight. They were featured in my first Code Red Revolution book. I think that everybody in my book except for Carrie and mom has gained back their weight. I don't know. I need to, I have a copy of my book. I'll have to look. That is so upsetting to me and that's scary. What happened? I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I am Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, and the owner of Code Red. I sure appreciate you tuning in. And I'm not just saying that. Without you, this podcast never would be as popular and as widespread as it is. Um, it's because of you listening. It's because of you downloading. It's because of you uh, sharing and and uh, making sure that other people know, hey, listen, go listen to our podcast. And one of the things that I really strive to be is authentic. I think authenticity is what gets you the farthest in this world. I guess as an influencer. <laughs> I said that word funny. <laughs> influencer. I think I have uh, somewhat of an influence and uh, <laughs> I'm certainly not a big time influencer, but I think that's what is going to be the biggest determining factor on how far an influencer can reach is, and, and I guess the good that he or she can do, I don't know, is how authentic they are. If I strive to be the same Christy that you are listening to right now or watching right now, if you're watching on YouTube or my Code Red app, and I want to be the same Christy that you're seeing right here, then I am at a 7-Eleven, then I am at a Code Red event, or in a church parking lot, or outside of my mom's house, or walking to the mailbox in my robe, wherever you see me, you're going to get the same Christy. And I think that is really, really, really important. And I think that, that you can, uh, people ask me this question on, when I do podcast interviews on other people's podcasts, they say, what do you think is the reason why you've been able to make it in a saturated industry like weight loss? And I, and I absolutely believe that the weight loss industry is the most saturated industry on the face of this planet. And you're crazy if you want to go into it. <laughs> but I think it's because I have been authentic and real with you from day one. Of course, you got to have a product that works. And we all know that Code Red works because it's the proper human diet of real food, water, and sleep. But I'm the face of Code Red and you continue to follow me and you continue to listen to me because you know I'm real with you and you know I'm honest and you know that I'm not trying to cover anything up and I'm not trying to be something I'm not. And I'm certainly not trying to spill out into politics or spill out into, uh, you know, like I'm trying to think of something like, I'm, you know, underwater basket weaving. I'm staying in my own lane. I mean, I do talk about, sometimes I talk about Jesus, sometimes I talk about Annabelle or Miles or things like that. I think it pertains in a lot of cases, but for the most part, I'm talking about weight loss. I know what I'm doing. Ain't nobody getting weight off people better than me, and I, and I stay in my own lane, and I'm spreading the message of hope and healing, and I'm real with you. 
And today we are going to have a very real, honest conversation. And let me just tell you, I don't want to talk about this. I don't. But it's the elephant in the room. And I can't stand the elephant in the room. And I can't stand avoiding something that needs to be talked about. And that is people who gain their weight back after leaving Code Red. Certainly, not in any way, shape, or form am I trying to shame anybody or call out anybody. That's absolutely not what I'm doing. I'm not going to call out anybody. I'm not going to say names for anybody, good, bad, or ugly. We're going to, I mean, I might, well, if I, <laughs> if I have somebody else that's walking, you know, setting a good example, I'm going to say that. But I'm not going to call out or say names of people who have gained back their weight. But we have to talk about this because it's clear and I, um, I don't want to talk about it because it makes me look bad. It makes Code Red look bad, or I guess it could, that people who leave Code Red gain their weight back. Well, that potentially makes Code Red look like it doesn't work. And I think we should talk about this. Because why would you choose Code Red if you're going to gain your weight back if you leave Code Red? So let's lay it all out on the table here. So you know what's really happening and my opinion on the different programs and people who gain their weight back off the different programs and Code Red being one of them. And I'm going to be straight up real with you. I really am. Like I always am. Let's look at the pros, the cons, look at the reality, let's look at what's really happening. Because I have had tens of thousands of people and we've had at the time of this recording, we've had close to, and we're in the beginning of 2021 that I'm recording this right now, uh, close to 100,000 people come through our 10-pound takedown challenge. And I've written so many thousands of nutrition programs, customized nutrition programs for people that I've lost count. I, I remember the day where I would like, I've written 500, and then it was, I've written 1,000, then it got to be the 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, like it's so many thousand, but it's been years. I've been in this industry since 94. I have seen it all. I have watched diets come and go. I have watched people age. I've watched things. I've watched myself go through my own life and, and my own struggle with my own weight. What works and what doesn't? I know what works and what doesn't. I have watched the rise and fall of many people, many programs, many companies come and go. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 44 and I literally had my first job in the health and fitness industry when I was 18 and I've been doing it ever since. You know, I went through nursing school. I had little, you know, jobs as secretaries and, and you know, a job working at a, a horse farm one time. And, you know, I've had various jobs, but I've always been in this industry. So I believe that I am qualified to talk about this. And of course, as the owner of Code Red, I need to talk about it because I think it's, I mean, it's a problem and it's as plain as a nose on my face. Why do people gain back their weight when they leave Code Red? Every single coach certified coach and leader who has left Code Red has gained back some weight. Now, some of them haven't gained back all their weight. Most of them have gained back all their weight and then some. Some of them have only gained back a little bit of weight. And this is really, this is the hardest part of Code Red for me. This is the one that's the most upsetting that I can't seem to let go. I can't seem to get a good control over this part. This is what makes me the most angry and the most frustrated. And it makes me want to sell my company and just get out of weight loss altogether and go be a Walmart greeter. 
when I have to deal with people who have gained back their weight. It is awful for me to even think about. I mean, I get stomach aches. I really have a hard time with people who gain back their weight. And my business coach, Natasha and Rich, they have talked to me countless times over the past five years about this very subject. Christy, it's not about you. Christy, it's not about you. But I think that it is. I feel like when I've watched these guys leave Code Red, and I'm specifically bringing up certified coaches and leaders because these are the cream of the crop. These guys know. When I watch them gain back their weight after leaving Code Red, I feel like I failed as their coach. So I feel like I didn't give them all the tools they need in order to keep their weight off. I used to think that, and I don't think that anymore. I have finally been able to get it past it being about me <laughs> and it being about what I'm getting ready to tell you. And it's been, it's, it's been a really, really big struggle for me. And Carrie doesn't struggle with this as much as I do when it comes to seeing people gain back their weight because she has, because she's worked so many years in the ICU and she has watched people come in, smokers come in, you know, um, who have lung cancer, but they're smoking out the hospital window, so to speak, you know, and they just keep coming in, keep coming in. They know that they're destroying their lives, but they don't care. They're doing it anyway. It's she just, she just learns to let things go. You know, she just learns like, listen, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to take care of them, but I'm not going to internalize it. I internalize it. <laughs> I used to, I used to, I still am not over it all the way. So it is so baffling to me that I've got certified coaches that go through the rigorous, super, highly structured, very difficult program of becoming a Code Red certified coach, buying into becoming a Code Red certified coach, all of that goes into that, and then leave the lifestyle and immediately start gaining weight back. Why is that? Why is it that these certified coaches actually would coach in maintenance and would lead groups of people into how to keep their weight off and yet they're not doing it themselves. It's baffling to me. But then I started really sitting down and thinking about what is truly going on. And I want to share this with you so that you can um, be prepared for yourself. Because if the coaches and senior leaders and leaders are failing at it, if the best of the best are falling, then it makes me wonder, well, what, what kind of chance does it have for the regular person who's a regular Code Red Rebel and not in leadership? What kind of chance do they have? We need to talk about this and we need to get this out in the open and prevent this from happening to you because it's really simple what is happening. It's actually very, very simple, almost too simple. Now, I also want to say that every single contestant on The Biggest Loser, every single contestant for 11 seasons that The Biggest Loser was on has gained back their weight after leaving The Biggest Loser. You guys remember The Biggest Loser, NBC? Jillian Michaels, that's how she got famous, and Bob Harper, and, and then people who came, many people who've come after them that, you know, it wasn't, quite as, it wasn't quite as good if you were a Biggest Loser. I used to be a Biggest Loser fan in the beginning. And, you know, the days of Jillian Michaels and Bob Harper, those were the days, right? You know, those were the really good days. And then the show just kind of went downhill from there. Every single contestant gained back their weight and most contestants gained back even more of their weight. Now my theory about why the biggest loser contestants gained back their weight is different than my theory about why code red rebels and coaches and leaders have gained back their weight, but it kind of boils down to the same thing. So 
the biggest loser contestants, they live on a ranch. They live in, they live there for what, 10 weeks? Is a season 10 weeks long? I think it's 10 weeks long, yeah. And they, the ones that win, literally lose 100 to 150 pounds in 10 weeks. I mean, maybe I'm getting that wrong. I probably should stop and Google how long a biggest loser season is. I, I think it's 10 weeks, you guys. Um, but I'm sorry if I got that wrong. And so these guys live in this kind of a dormitory kind of a situation. They have they have the their fellow contestants. They have their trainers. I believe they have, I don't know. I don't think, I think they have some sort of a chef or someone that helps them with the meal. They have doctors on site and they have, you know, the host, they have the camera people are on site, but they're not allowed to leave and go home. I mean, maybe in the middle of the show, they leave and they go home once, but they are not allowed to talk to their family or leave or go home. They live there and their only job is to lose weight. So they eat a very low calorie diet. They exercise sometimes up to five hours a day and they film and they sleep. That's it. That's all they do. They don't have to worry about running a business. They don't, they don't worry about their kids. They don't worry about walking their dog. They don't worry about taking care of their elderly mother-in-law. They eat, sleep, and train. Their only job is to lose weight and film. Now, as someone who had my own MTV show, I understand how much time it takes up filming for these things. We filmed from literally sunup to sundown. Well, sometimes five in the morning till 10 at night, we would film. We would film the ungodly, just really long days. And it was because you got to have it, it's there's so much more that's happening behind the scenes to get the shots that you're looking at. Even their one, you know, a half a second or one second shot. It takes a lot of shots to get that one shot. You have to do it over and over and over. And there's so many. I mean, there's there's just hundreds of hours of filming to get it down into a 44 minute show. So there's a lot that goes on. And I know that, you know, aside from the fact that these guys are working out the five hours a day, they're filming all day long and then they're eating and sleeping. And so it's a combination, of course, the rumor, allegedly some of the contestants have come forward and said that the contestants were also giving, given Phentermine. They were also, they were on a very low calorie diet and they worked out really hard. Now we know that exercise is not a way to address weight loss. We know that with Code Red Rebels, but when you're training literally five hours a day, you're burning just thousands of calories, especially when you're doing this at 362 pounds, you're burning and burning and burning. And it's, it can yield a big weight loss, almost no calories, a ton of exercise and fentermine pills, allegedly. Yeah, you can get weight off people pretty quick. And these contestants were losing, you know, sometimes 10 pounds a week. And for 10 weeks, I mean, they would, they would lose, you know, 10 to 15 pounds a week, they'd 100 to 150. It's just, it was, it was absolutely astonishing how much these guys were losing weight. Um, now, Code Red Rebels, on our custom program, you can lose 10% of your body weight every month without shakes, pills, diet foods, or exercise. And some people believe that that's a rapid weight loss. I don't believe that 10% of your body weight is a rapid weight loss because you are doing it with real food, water, and sleep. You're doing it uh, with a calorie amount that is appropriate for you during weight loss, and you're doing it on a high fat diet. So you're getting more, more bang for the buck when it comes to calories. You're keeping the carbs and sugar down low. You're keeping the fat and protein up high and it works. It works amazing. You feel great. You have increased energy. You lose your fat. And then when we get you to maintenance, we start introducing exercise. We start doing what's called reverse dieting and we start adding calories back in, but we do it strategically in very, very, very small amount at a time. The biggest loser contestants did this extreme dieting and exercise 
and lost a tremendous amount of weight, which makes for great viewing on TV. And voila, you've got this number one show in the world for years running. But these guys got home and they started gaining their weight back. And why is it? And the reason is they ignored the rules. They ignored the rules. And the biggest reason is they were never taught how to live life. Nobody can work out five hours a day unless you're a professional athlete. When I was a professional athlete, I worked out five hours a day. And that was my job. My job interviews. <laughs> I did a lot of press. I did a lot of media. And this is before social media, you guys. When I was a professional boxer, social media was not a thing back when I was a pro fighter. A lot of interviews, a lot of public things like, um, like oh, I would go to ribbon cuttings and um, you know things where they needed kind of like a local celebrity to go uh, visiting children at a hospital, uh, speaking at high schools, things like that. So your time between training <laughs> is made up of uh, promoting. And that's what a pro athlete does. You're, you make money because that's what you do. So these guys, when you work out five hours a day and then you've got to go back into a home life of raising your kids, walking your dog, taking care of an elderly parent and working outside the home, it's, you're not prepared for that. It, the Biggest Loser contestants are not prepared for what real life is going to be like when there's no camera. I mean, everybody can walk the straight and narrow when the eye in the sky is watching every move you make. Believe me, when I'm doing events and, you know, I've got a videographer with me, I suck in my gut. I make sure that I, I look good and I turn at good angles and I'm wearing my Spanx and I make sure that you can't see any cellulite, you know, and I look good. Like, you always make sure that you look good when there's a camera around. But when there ain't no camera around and you get up in the morning, there's just, it, you're not following all the rules. And the Biggest Loser contestants weren't given rules that were rules to follow while at home. It's a whole set of rules when you are living at home, living a real life. Most people don't work out at all, let alone, you know, I mean, it, most people, it'd be great to get in 30 minutes a day of exercise. But these guys had this just huge uh, demand on them to exercise a lot to keep that weight off. They just, and, and then of course, what about the calories and what about, what about sugar and everything? So they were set up for failure, in my opinion. This is all Christy's opinion. I mean, this is my podcast. It's all my opinion. <laughs> they were set up for failure. They were not set up to succeed. And that's what we teach our rebels in maintenance. We have got to get people to live their life and be able to have a cupcake at their five-year-old granddaughter's birthday party and be able to have Domino's pizza if, that, if that's what they want and be able to, in maintenance, you know, do you, do, if they want to consume those products, a lot of people, a lot of our rebels, they don't do well with the inflammatory seed oils and vegetable oils that a lot of that cheap fast food is made from. And it really, it like it sends their psoriatic arthritis flaring up. They have like an eczema breakout, that kind of stuff. So a lot of our rebels choose to not go back to junk food anymore, but you have to be able to, you know, if you do want to do margarita Mondays with the girls, how do you do that without gaining back your weight? How do you walk through maintenance? How do you live life there? And that's what I pride myself on is we have such an incredible maintenance program because you can lose weight doing the lemon and cayenne pepper diet. You can lose weight doing anything, but can you keep the weight off for the rest of your life? That is the hard part. I wouldn't say hard part. That's the big part, I guess. I can get the weight off of you. You can lose weight doing anything, but can you keep it off? And that is my big problem with the 
contestants on The Biggest Loser, they just weren't set up. They were set up to look good on camera. They were set up for good viewing. They were set up for good ratings. But these are real people with real homes. And I don't know, maybe maybe Bob Harper and Jillian Michaels sat them down behind the scenes and said, listen, we are going to have to talk about this when you get home. This is going to be a huge shock. It's like coming home from the military. Like it's coming home from boot camp and re you know, where, when someone gets out of the military and they're trying to be a, become a civilian again as an ex-veteran or as a veteran, you know, like this is really, I don't know, maybe they did talk to him about it, but they all failed at it. Something went wrong. So what about Code Red Rebels? What about the certified coaches and the leaders that leave Code Red who know, they know that they know that they know they mastered the program. They lost their weight with no problem. They lost a tremendous amount of weight. They were featured in my first Code Red Revolution book. I think that everybody in my book except for Carrie and mom has gained back their weight. I don't know. I need to, I have a copy of my book. I'll have to look. That is so upsetting to me and that's scary. What happened? It's actually very, very simple on what happened. I don't care what anybody says to you because when the, where the rubber meets the road, it boils down to three very simple rules. It really does. And you can get into this long debate. So what's going to happen if you talk to a rebel that's gained back their weight is they're going to feed you a whole line of bull. Well, this happened in a bit of a bit and then this happened in a bit of a It's going to be a long line. But the bottom line, when you cut through all their bullcrap victim excuses, it's going to come down to three things. It always starts with the first thing. The first thing that they stop doing, they stop getting on the scale. They do. I've heard it, you guys. I've heard it hundreds, if not thousands of times. If you talk to somebody, everybody says the same thing. I'm not making this up because it sounds good. It really is a pattern among everybody who has gained back their weight. And I finally get to talk to them or maybe they come back to the lifestyle and I always ask them what happened because I'm kind of kind of keeping mental note for like a time like this when I'm going to talk about it. It always starts with, well, I just quit getting on the scale. That was their first problem. That was their first problem. Look. Remember when I worked with Chris Gethin? I lost a lot of weight and body fat with Chris Gethin. I mean, he had me on a very, very difficult program. I was working out three hours a day. It was a very, very intense program in the spring of 2020. And I went into this photo shoot freaking ripped. And I got down to 151 pounds, which was three pounds below fighting weight for me at 44 years old. I fought when I was like 24 to 30, that's about my fighting years. So here I am 20 years later and I'm getting down even lower than, I mean, I got pretty lean and light. I felt fantastic. But immediately the day after my photo shoot, I slept in that next morning and then I didn't even bother to get on the scale. And then the next day I didn't bother to get on the scale. And next thing I knew I got back on the scale like the third day or whatever. And my weight had popped up a, one, a three pounds. And I didn't even know it. I had, bam, put on three pounds and then three pounds more and then three pounds more. Bam, 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 bam. Just kept jumping up because I didn't face the music. I didn't face the scale. We test, don't guess. We always use the scale as the first line of defense because the scale is the first thing that's going to give us back that quantifiable data. It's going to give us back that immediate feedback of whatever we did yesterday was either good or bad, should be repeated or avoided. 
The scale doesn't tell the whole story, but man, it gives you a real good idea what's going on. And a lot of programs tell you to throw that scale away. I just don't agree. So Code Red Rebels, coaches, leaders who have gained back their weight, they quit getting on that scale first thing. And Biggest Loser contestants quit getting on that scale. First thing they did wrong. The second thing they did wrong. I know it sounds like I say this all the time. They quit drinking their water. And they might not have done it maliciously. Like they didn't rebel against Christie or anything by not drinking their water. They ju it's just that to, in order to get in, you know, whatever you're drinking, if you're drinking a gallon or you're drinking 150 ounces a day, I drink about 160 ounces a day. I drink about four of these Code Red water bottles here with my name on it. By the way, if you want, I'll link this up below. If you want a Code Red water bottle, you can get it engraved for only $10 more. Guys, you can have anything you put. And you don't have to have this font, by the way. Dave can do all kinds of different fonts. He's amazing. He's our, we call him Bottle Boy Dave. <laughs> He's our amazing bottle maker. And um, these are absolutely gorgeous. In fact, we're thinking about introducing a new color. So we have a white, red, black, and gray and uh, kind of this gunmetal gray that seems to be the most popular. So anyway, I did want a sidebar. And tell you you can you you can get a like kind of a hydro flask water bottle that's forty ounces from Code Red with your name on it or whatever you want to put on it. Some people put like move mountains or stronger than before or better than yesterday. I mean people have little sayings and stuff, you know, you can put whatever the heck you want on it, but people stop drinking their water. And what they do is they just, you, in order to get in the amount that you need to be getting in, you, you can't go anywhere without your water bottle. You cannot forget it. You can't walk into the other room without your water bottle. You can't run to Walmart without your water bottle. You can't go to church without your water bottle. You can't go anywhere without your water bottle. It's got to be in your hands all the time. And it has to be done on a steady basis. We don't slam water starting at 6 a.m. and then we're done with our water by 9 a.m., we don't do that. Like we don't just go, 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 like guzzle it all within 90 minutes. We don't do that. We drink steady throughout the day because Code Red Rebels don't believe in, on our program, we don't believe in guzzling all your water in 90 minutes. Like don't do that. You're going to flush out your sodium potassium. You're going to get yourself a big old headache. You're going to flush out your electrolytes. Don't do that. That's not good. End up in the, in the ER with brain damage. So drink your water slow and steady throughout the day. And if you do uh, one of these 40-ounce uh, water bottles every other hour, you'll be done in no time. And that's a good steady hydration throughout the day. But when, when you just start thinking of other things and you start putting your health on the back burner, then you start forgetting your water. So then you start getting hungry and your body sends signal that it's, that it's actually hungry and not thirsty. And even though it's really just dehydrated and, and thirsty, but... You're going to get hunger signals and you're going to be like, ooh, gosh. And you start binge eating, you know, a big pile of nuts. Okay, well, nuts are not bad. That's code red. Yeah, that's fine. But then it turns into, it always turns into something more. It's like going to lunch. If you're a married woman, you do not need to be going out to eat with another man that's not your husband or your father or your brother. You don't do that. All right, don't start these on-the-side relationships, ladies, with men that's not your husband or your, or your father or your son, or your brother. All right, you're asking for trouble, married ladies. If you go and start having some friendship, you know, like 
I love Chris Gethin. I do. He's a buddy of mine. I, I love him to death. But I would not just go out to eat with him, like go out to dinner with him. That's disrespectful to my husband, and it's disrespectful to his wife. Like, that just doesn't look good. Even though I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do, I don't think anything of it. He's just my friend. It doesn't look good. Where was I going with this? What was I going with the whole, with the, I don't know. It's I, I don't know where I was going. I've been hitting the head a lot. I don't know. I was, I was just saying that uh, you just don't want to start a relationship with another man if you're a woman. But why was I saying that? I don't know. Christy, Lord have mercy. So <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. If Carrie was on with me, she'd probably remember what I was, what I was thinking. Your water gets put on the back burner and you start overeating on crap that you don't. Oh, I know what I was going to say. It's just sneaky. It starts, it's just become, well, I'm just eating nuts, so it's not a big deal. Well, then I'm going to eat cashews, which is actually a fruit, but that's fine. And then you overeat on cashews. And then you start to overeat on this and overeat on that. When really, a lot of things could have been avoided if you just would have stayed properly hydrated. I mean, for myself, everything goes better when I am properly hydrated. Everything, everything lines up in my life. My headaches, my tear ducts, my my skin looks better. I can pee the right way. Everything, I can go potty the right way. I can, I sleep better. I mean, I have more energy. I mean, a bottle of water wakes me up faster than a cup of coffee does ever. And so everything is hinging upon proper hydration. But when people leave the Code Red lifestyle and it's just they're not constantly reminded of it, they will forget. They'll forget to drink their water and then they start drinking Diet Coke or they start drinking just another cup of coffee or they'll start, you know, they'll start having wine again and they find their hydration from other things. And it's a slippery slope. Lack of hydration, I'm telling you, I can stay on track all the time if I am properly hydrated. And when you let your hydration go, that's when trouble starts setting in. And the third thing that I've watched people do, and you can ask them, you can ask them, you guys, ask somebody. If you know someone who's gained back their weight after leaving Code Red, ask them. And you're going to find out that both one and two were correct, and number three is going to be correct. Wait for it. Are you ready? They started letting sugar back into their house. They did. And it was insidious, and it was sneaky, and it was a small amount, and... It started with just baking some cookies for their granddaughter's birthday party. And then it went to, well, I'm just going to bake this banana bread for my neighbor. And then I'll keep one loaf right here for my husband. And then the treats started kind of piling up for when the grandkids came over. And then you just started picking at them. And as a recovering sugar addict, which most Code Red Rebels are, we cannot let sugar stay in our house. It needs to be a hard and fast rule. And the coaches and the leaders who have gained back their weight after leaving Code Red, they let it happen. They started the relapse because of those three things. Literally, it was just those three things that opened a, a floodgate of other things. But really, it was those three things. It could have just been one of those three things was their undoing. That's what did it. I don't know. I don't know of any coach or leader that's ever of course they don't talk to me at all they've all blocked me they've all blocked me on Facebook by the way not all of them like I don't think rewrote blocked me on Facebook <laughs> re is <laughs> re is a still my friend she's been my friend long before code red and she'll probably be my friend long after but most of the coaches and leaders who have left code red have blocked me and it's because they're embarrassed 
And I've seen pictures of them. I can see, you know, other people send me pictures of them. And I'm so heartbroken to see it because it's like, I know how hard they worked to do that. But it is because of one or all three of those things. You have to stay on the scale every morning. You have to drink your water every day. You've got to stay hydrated. And you've never, never, never allow sugar to come back into your life and into your house. You can't. The rule is for rebels, when you're on the Code Red lifestyle and you're, and you're losing your weight and keeping it off and you're part of the community, you're active in the community, you haven't left the community, we know that sugar can come into your house, but it has to leave that night. It can't stay overnight. And this is a hard and fast rule because recovering drug addicts do not keep drugs in their cupboard. They don't. This is the reason. And it's so, I wish it was easier. I, well, I think that's pretty simple and easy. I wish it was, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I was going to say, I wish it was easier to keep your weight off. I think it's pretty easy to keep your weight down because in, in maintenance, you know, we introduce our rebels into an exercise program. We start doing some other types of tips and tricks and things that can help us uh, with calorie correction and things that can help us with different, but it just, it happens so quick. And a person that lost a lot of weight on code red, they ignore it, just like I did with Chris Gethin, listen, I'm not judging you. I ignored the three pounds because three turns into six, turns into nine, turns into 20, 20 turns into 30, turns into 60, and you justify it. It happens so quick. You've got to jump on the three pounds. You really do. Or you've got to jump on my way on before the, the 10 pounds turns into 60. I, um, I had a girl that left Code Red after many years being with us in leadership and I checked in with her. I, we went to high school together and I checked in with her frequently after she left, just asking her how she was doing, how her mom was doing. Cause I love this girl. I love her so much. And she, I said, how are you doing keeping your weight down knowing very well? And she said, I'm struggling. She said, I'm 10 pounds up. And she kept telling me she was 10 pounds up, 10 pounds up, 10 pounds up. And I was like, ah, oh, 10 pounds is not the end of the world. Like I can get that back down because she had lost over 60 pounds. So I knew 10 pounds, we could get that back down. You know, if she just jumped on it. Well, uh, I saw a picture of her. She was not 10 pounds up. She had gained back at least 35 pounds of her weight. And she just kept lying, you know, and it, it was so upsetting because I know that she feels shame and I know that she feels embarrassed and she feels like she let me down, but I wish that I wish I could just say, Hey, just stop the hemorrhaging. Let's stop right now and start again. You know, we've all lost and gained weight. Like it's not a big deal. You know how to get it back down, but they just don't, you know, but I don't want that. I don't want to get into that part. I, I want to make sure that I, I hit home the fact that it's really, really simple. It's really simple. Why someone gains their weight back. It's not a mystery. And it's not some complicated, long drawn out as much as someone wants to give you their bull crap excuses. Really? They're the way, the reason they gained back the weight is not because of COVID. It's not because that their son got a DUI, that there's not because they broke their leg. None of that stuff made them gain their weight back. I'm telling you, it didn't. They want to believe that or they want to tell themselves that baloney. They gained their weight back because they quit getting on the scale they quit drinking their water and they started eating sugar again. They let it sneak back into their life. I would bet my next paycheck, I am telling you right now. And if you have gained back your weight and you're listening to me right now, I understand, all right? I get it. I did the same thing. 
I mean, as soon as, as soon as I had that photo shoot, I mean, it was almost like it was so much work. It was so intense. It was so draining for me. I mean, I don't suggest anybody do what I did. Mine was pretty intense and mine was meant to be intense. I couldn't have kept that up. And Chris knew that, but I could have jumped on my weight before it turned into more. And it didn't turn. I mean, what did I put on six pounds? You know, it's not like that big of a deal, but I get it. If it's you, I get it. I don't want you to feel shamed. You just need to stop. Stop right here. Stop right here. Clean out your cupboards and start drinking your water. And you're going to have to get on that scale tomorrow morning. You're going to have to find out how bad the damage is. You're going to have to face the music. You have to own it. See what it is. See how bad it is. Strip down naked like you used to. Get on that scale and find out what the damage is and let's go. Let's get that back off. You can absolutely do this. And you're saying, well, I'm just having a hard time finding the motivation to do that. Okay, well, in that case, you don't want it bad enough. All right. Being fat has got to hurt bad enough. All right. If you're just wearing nothing but LuLaRoe leggings and uh, you don't even know, I mean, like I, that's fine. I'm then you're not ready. I'm not going to worry about it, but if it hurts bad enough and the only thing keeping you from coming back to the code red lifestyle is shame, let that go. I don't care. My only problem is when somebody completely quits. That's my only problem. Not coming back over and over and over and over. You imagine what would happen if Christ said to us, what happened if he would shame us every time we asked for forgiveness? That's not cool. I'm not shaming you for coming back. I don't even care that you gained your weight back. I just want you back. But I'm telling you, you've got to recognize and you've got to admit that it really boils down to three rules that you broke. It could have been one of them. It could have been all of them. It wasn't because of COVID that you gained your weight back. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to stand here and let you be a victim. No, it's not because your husband started sleeping with the secretary. It's not because of that. It's because you shoved crap in your mouth that didn't belong there. You knew better. You did it anyway. And now we've got damage to undo. So what? Let's do it. There is no shame. We've done a podcast called The Shame of Gaining Your Weight Back. I'll let that podcast be the one that you can talk, you, you can go listen to if you want to address the shame that you might be feeling. But for right now, you need to understand that's what did it. And that's what all the best of the best. I've watched the best of the best fall. I've watched the best of them fall. And that doesn't have to be you. I want you to be aware of this so that it prevents you from falling. All right. I think I beat that dead horse. 10poundtakedown.com. I want you on the next challenge. We have rolling monthly challenges, okay? And that's the best place to get started. Of course, we think that the proper human diet is for everybody because it's real food, water, and sleep. But you have to like my coaching style. You have to like my expectations. You have to like my rules or my guidelines or my boundaries before you step into the Code Red lifestyle because there are other programs that can help you out there. And they have a different approach than I do. So I, I need you to be on board with my approach I am tough. I do have tough love, but I do love. I always lead with love. But I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear in order to get your money. That's not, no, I don't need that baloney. Okay, so 10poundtakedown.com. We would love to have you on the next challenge. You guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? then all you have to do is head over to Apple Podcast on your phone or computer and do three simple things. Leave a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast, 
And in that review, ask anything you want related to health, weight loss, or mindset. And if you want a shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then listen in to hear your question answered live, raw, and uncut on the next Q&A episode. So I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.